Hello there, and welcome back once again to Behind the Bench with Neil Francis, the podcast that goes through Cardiff Devils history, topic by topic, player by player, whatever takes our fancy, and we reminisce and find uh, the real stories that went on, talk about the greats of the game, the not-so-greats of the game, and we uncover the most weird and wonderful people in the world that we never knew existed <laughs> until these episodes. So uh, who knows what's going to happen today? That's the beauty of this little project. I'm Gareth Hewish, and as always, I'm uh, joined by Mr. John Donovan. Hi, Gareth. Thanks for having me again. Not a problem. You're a very uh, nice house guest, so you've been well behaved thus far. So well, you haven't seen the mess I've left in your bathroom, <laughs> but uh, thank you. And the man on the marquee, Mr. Neil Francis. Franny, how are you? Good, thanks. This is, the, is this our first of the new year, isn't it? It is, yeah, it is. Which, which is quite topical when we go into the, the subject for today. Absolutely, it's uh, probably going to end up as another mammoth session. Uh, this will be the line of the decade. Uh, we've done our... Devil's line, line. yeah, we're not, we're not going league-wide. Okay. We did our, uh, you know, guys who never played for the Devils, yeah. and we constructed that, and uh, that was very popular, that was uh, a lot of good debate around that between the three of us but this one will be very devil centric this is the cardiff devils line of the decade so anyone who has played from 09010 mm-hmm. to 1920 is eligible so i like the fact i'm now being made fun of on twitter without me involved about the rick Rabant thing <laughs> everybody is it's a thing now isn't it, it is it is a thing and uh, yeah I've, well I've, i mean if you will talk about him every week I people do listen to this podcast i think that's what we don't realize i know <laughs> that's what it's proven which is yeah. a good thing it's a great thing franny came over to me the weekend said i was going to send you a screenshot he said something else about trump and you just broke my heart franny <laughs> <laughs> oh the last thing i want is for about to be a pro brexit pro trump anyway well, you know, with the impeachment looming, let's keep our eye on Mr. Prabant and see uh, how much yeah. support he has left. So that's my mention of him today, but thank you for everyone who abused, <laughs> abused me on and Twitter. I think it's a re- record, too. Well, it yeah. is. Yeah. First yeah. two minutes into the podcast. And we even tried to have a topic that was so far past Prabant's <laughs> yeah. playing days that it wasn't possible. I know, but the wife yeah. joke's coming. <laughs> but here we are. So the way this is going to work is we're each going to nominate a goalie. If the three of us nominate the same goalie, because at the moment we don't know who each of us have chosen, then obviously that person will be bestowed in the final run-in. But of course, if one of us picks a different choice, mm-hmm. that will lead us to the end of this discussion where we will have to decide between the three of us to form a consensus of who we want. And that will be the same for the two defensemen and three forwards. It's a possible debate about doing a second line. We'll see how that <laughs> we'll see how the is. way yeah. this goes yeah. on. and uh, See how on the fence we want to be. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a very long list of potentials uh, alongside hmm. the five that I have chosen. <laughs> so, who would like to go first with a goalie nomination? Well, you know, it's your name still on the podcast, on the podcast you, yeah. so i've got something so we should offer you the opportunity then <laughs> to, uh, to have the privilege okay well i'm gonna go with polish international camille no um <laughs> uh, there's been some uh, there's obviously been a mainstay i think i'm guessing this is probably the position we will likely be most agreed upon um honorable mentions i think um to stevie lyle for the world record year for for for, for me, uh, and he was he was fantastic this year that year. 
Um, but I'm a, I'm a big guy for, for people who, I suppose, deliver trophies. And I know he's had a good team in front of him, but uh, for I, I'd go for Ben Bounds. And not just his performances, the way there might have been a few doubts about him as he was signed before the new era ownership came in, how he's grown, how he's wanted to develop his game, but ultimately how he's how he's won trophies. So my, my nomination would be Ben Bounds. Franny? Yeah, I don't think there's going to be that much debate on this. I mean, Stevie Lyle, another great goalie, now a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're going to remember is uh, in the this last decade was in his latter years, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Um, where he slowed down a bit, and because when he was young, he was lightning he quick. Was. You know, he was, he wasn't the biggest goalie, but guy he was quick. That first year of Super League, when he won Super League MVP, yeah. he was yeah, yeah, just absolutely lightning quick. As he got older, he can't move like that. So, you know, he, he became a sort of different uh, style of goalie. Uh, probably not as competitive as he was when he was younger, but yeah, for me, I would totally agree with Bouncy. Um, a bit of a gamble in year one, but the gamble was mitigated by he brought us another import slot. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think even taking that out of the equation yeah. over the last five years, whether Bounds was an import or a British goalie, I think you know you'd still be happy to have him. Um, you know there was a bit of pressure as well on there, wasn't there, coming mm-hmm. from other clubs saying yeah British goalie, you don't win things with British goalies. <laughs> um, but you know I'm, and that could get to it. Uh, yeah, know, a fairly young guy. Um, that that hadn't won before, um, but you know, in, you look at that first trophy that we won. Is yeah. what a two-one game up in Sheffield yeah. against Sheffield. You know, that's a massive achievement uh, for for a goalie to win his first trophy, concede one goal in you know an away rink, basically. And it was in the crease, just. I work before as we go in, uh, in terms of Bounsy and, and Franny mentioned the Challenge Cup and winning that game against Sheffield actually the finest display of goaltending I've, I've, I think I've seen in 30 odd years of watching was the year after when we lost the Challenge Cup final to mm. Nottingham in Sheffield but I don't think I've ever seen such a display of net minding that, as Ben Bounds turned out that, that, that was a 5 or 6 nil game mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Bounsy I mean we had a stinker on the Friday night against Nottingham in Nottingham um, and we just did, we, we just weren't at the races in that game. We were very poor, and somehow it goes into overtime. Mm-hmm. It was nil nil, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was nil nil. Evan Mosey scored the winner. Evan Mosey did score the winner. Yeah, um, which Nottingham more than deserved mm-hmm. because they were absolutely all over us. We found it very difficult to handle. But like you say, keeping that down to to zero, yeah, arguably Bouncy's best game. Yeah. In that first year, how quickly into that year? Did you realise the gamble had paid off? Um, it, I, I think early on in that year, um, Bouncy was good for letting in maybe one goal that he'd want back a game. Um, but then he would pull off some saves yep. that he had no business making, so he'd more to make up to it. And, you know, you are you know, a little bit conscious of that one goal that seemed to sneak in every game and, and, and think, you know, is he somebody that can take us to the next level? Um, but then, you know, the rest of his play, I think, you know, he demonstrated that. And I think then he grew into his role the more and more the year went on. And I think that was the sort of, the defining moment was that first trophy win mm-hmm. um, where, you know, he made himself legitimate. And then the next summer, he obviously... Uh, a great move by Todd in, in investing in him and sending him out to the goalie coach in Calgary 
um, I, I think from making Bouncy believe in himself yeah. that uh, you know that he could be that guy. Uh, he came back um, in better shape yeah. um, for for that second year, and you know a bit more presence about him. Uh, and yeah, so I think it was early on he was showing his sort of inexperience and not having played on a, a contending team. But I think then when when he sort of grew into that yeah. role, um, you know, he's embraced it and now is, you know, very, very confident in himself. Well, the weird thing is he's, he's probably hitting his prime now. What is he, 28, 29 maybe? Yeah. He's, he's, and I might even be putting a couple of years on him there. So um, you're talking about a guy who's who's played five plus years for the Devils and he's probably coming into his prime now. Uh, and I say every year, I think he'll backstop the Devils to another league title this year. Just getting it out there. I don't, <laughs> I don't get to say it that often anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think he'll only get better. But the, 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 just the trophy haul he's got and the way he had to prove himself, that strength of character, the, the amount of game time he plays, which has been a, a topic of discussion this year. Um, I don't know, Gaz, is it a full house? What, what were your thoughts on this? Full house for me with Ben Barnes, I was talking to someone in the summer and they they said to me ah, I, I wouldn't bring Bounds back and, and mm. they give a list of criticisms and I said oh I think you should say that I said because we're looking at this goalie mm. I said look at the list of accolades that this person's got I said they're pool A yeah they've won three uh, championships in, in, in the last three years mm-hmm. and I listed off all oh that sounds really good I said yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's Ben Bounds he's translated it onto the international stage as well and if you think about it over this last decade that we're talking about he you've seen him take over from Stevie Lyle and mm-hmm. Stephen Murphy as, as British goalie and keep them out of the team yep um, you know he's now very much the go-to guy and then you know going into the top uh, international league in the world and you know pulling some worldy saves Absolutely. like he did against top prospects uh, yeah on Team Canada and the like um, you know, he's surprising everyone, and in the in Champions League again, you know, Absolutely. pulling out some some unbelievable saves. And I, I love his strength of character. I think you mentioned it there, and I'm, I apologise on the podcast for being controversial. I think when the Devils lose, sometimes because Ben Bounce doesn't speak with a Canadian accent, I don't know what accent he speaks with. I can't understand him, but <laughs> because Ben Bounce doesn't speak with a Canadian accent, it's very easy to blame Ben Bounce and go back to that traditional British netminder. The league's improving. Is he good? Ben Bounds is, you know, in one of one of the top three netminders in the league. Absolutely, and I think when I think back at moments in games, I've been lucky enough to call. You remember goals, but I remember a hell of a lot of times yeah. where Bounds made a save that has made my voice yeah. make all kinds of silly noises yeah. that well, <laughs> I couldn't control. Yeah. I think one of the best netminders that has been over here in recent years is Tyler Besquarani. Yes. Um, fantastic. Bounds outplayed him in that final. Yeah. The difference between us winning the playoff Absolutely. championship and getting redemption after the uh, you know, after the league loss was mm-hmm. Bouncy and you think that save on Smotherman. Yeah, unbelievable. Smotherman was celebrating. Mm-hmm. And and everyone had their you know, we were in the motion of putting our uh, hands in our heads. Heads in our hands, even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Both, both of them. <laughs> we were doing the YMCA. <laughs> yeah, um, because that was game over. Yeah. Um, There's three moments you remember from that weekend. Uh, Long lays yeah. goal from the most impossible of angles. Yeah. Fournier's winner. Yeah. And Van and Van Absolutely. 
So yeah, that's a full house. He's in. He's yeah. in. Yeah. No I mean, also in the decade we had Philo's Air, didn't we? But yeah. it wasn't his the best second spell. time. Yeah, yes. first time round, I he think was he phenomenal. Was, You'd he have got him. He would have given bounds yeah. run for his money in terms of this, you know, this starting mm-hmm. position in our in our team. Um, the second year round, I don't know that there was more expectation. He'd come back from Norway, being um, very successful, mm-hmm. winning trophies. Um, and I just felt he struggled to adjust. Maybe it was to our rink, having played on Olympic yeah. size, and it does mess around with the angles um, from goalies. And he, he was letting in goals from weird, weird yeah, angles, he was. wasn't he? If you remember, um, and he never really recovered from that. So Philo's there first time round, I think, would be a strong debate. I remember it might have been his last game before he was released, and like you know, whatever the management decision was no, to release he left. him. He left. He left. Okay, yeah. he left, and there we go. But I remember we possibly won a game in overtime where he caught the puck and then used his blocker to knock it out to somebody, so we could uh, have a two-on-one break or, or, or something like that. So that was my one of my last <laughs> moments of Philo was there. That he, it was almost like a football, you know, goal kick from the keeper. He, he caught it and then knocked it out with his blocker, and and then I think he was released the next day. So uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for that great play. So. <laughs> Not released. He left. Yeah. Um. One thing that did strike me when I was looking at the list is Lyle, the last decade he'll be eligible for anything Devils worthy. Mm. I don't know, that struck me as kind of a, not an end of an era type feeling, but I just found it a bit of a shame. Yeah. For years and years I was associated with Stevie Lyle as someone who would always come back at some point and be our goalie, and he always still seemed about 21 years old. Yeah. (laughs) And he came back. That's a good point though, the fact that he played across three decades you know starting in the 90s and then you know because he had a year in or a couple of years in, in in this decade so that's a testament to his career starting as a, a 14 year old on on the team franny was on that got to that second round of the european cup still which i still, still think is beard, probably he? he still 14. has he, he still had a beard and the yeah. five o'clock shadow but um <laughs> he's born with it wasn't he? i think he was born with it but um yeah you you we talked about i think in the last episode about taking some players for granted particularly british players and uh you forget just what a stellar career Stevie Lyle had. He did, but Ben Bounds pips him and all of the other goalies to take our first spot in the line of the decade. And there's no arguments about that from any of us. No. Franny, your first defenseman. Oh, God. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I better not mention any names because I don't want to steal your thunder okay. on here. Um, first defenseman is Craig Weller. Oh, Weller's okay. in. Okay. Well, he is. Okay. As easy as that. He, no, no. Weller, well, yeah, sorry, okay. Weller's nominated. Weller's nominated. nominated. Okay. So, so, we'll... so Craig Weller, um, we obviously, he came in to that record-breaking mm-hmm. season, uh, transformed our team. I think raised the sort of professionalism le- levels to you know uh, another level. He hadn't. It's difficult coming in in November. I think I think it was yes. November time that he came in. Yeah. Um, Why did Justin Sawyer leave again? He went back to Canada for personal reasons. Okay. And we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Weller came in. He hadn't been playing, but he'd been skating with some other people. So he had been waiting for this sort of bigger contract in the mm-hmm. AHL or other leagues. And, you know, this is an NHL defenseman or, sorry, he was a power forward in the NHL. Wasn't yes, he, he was. He's one of these that grew up as a defenseman, 
six foot four, mm-hmm. big guy, he was tough. And if you're not a elite player in the NHL, they'd put you up on the wing mm-hmm. because they can protect you a little bit more yeah. um, up there and then uh, and use some different assets on there. Uh, so anyway, he came into us, hadn't played, but I remember, I think we played our first game up in Nottingham. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we played our first game out, up in Nottingham and I remember him sort of stripping people of a puck yeah. and, um, you know, making, being really solid. And he, he had he that did, breakaway that, that I think Kowalski saves yeah. with his glove hand. For, yeah. Yeah, but he, yeah, he, he had... Uh, yeah, that breakaway. Why is the breakaway so memorable? I don't know. <laughs> we, I think we won in overtime, 3-2, I think. Didn't so. he? And he, I think he hammered someone on the glass yeah, he as did. well. And it, and it was just like, oh, this guy is the yeah, real, real deal. And I, what I always remember about him is that we had him back on D, which was mm-hmm. his original position as a junior. Um, he wasn't just a big body back there to play physical. He also carried the puck extremely well, yeah. jumped into the play well. If he got caught out, he would make two, three hard strides and get the puck back. And he was just so solid out there, put up great numbers. Um, and... Yeah, he, he could he could do it all. Mm-hmm. Well, as the first nomination, John. And can I just add, when he came back for the Matska uh, yeah, game, he still great. He, he looked just as good, yeah. didn't he? I just find him. I find him right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we bring him now? Should we bring him? He would be good. I, defense was a tough one because we've had so many good ones in the last decade. And again, like Franny, I, I won't name too many now. But Weller, I I am denied over. And Franny's almost sold me on him again now, but he didn't actually make my <laughs> final two. Uh, but my first choice, and the obvious choice, um, even though I'm sure there's many people in ice hockey that hate me, but he was the only one who made it very, very obvious, would be Andrew Hoffman. Um, <laughs> and I respect him for the fact he made it obvious. But um, for, for all he, he disliked me, I loved him as a player. And I think there were a number of reasons. He wasn't he wasn't the smoothest kind of skater and, and, and what have you, but the minutes he could play. Um, we talk about offensive defense, and I'm sure we'll talk about another one in, in, in a moment, um, but he could take care of his own end as well. He was a rough, tough defenseman who could play the corners, who could work the boards, who could clear the net, who could have a fight. Um, and then he was a game breaker so often. And, and you know, that, that first league title in, in 20 years was so big for the Devils to get over that hurdle and I, I know it was the year later he scored the goal in Belfast but for me Andrew Hotham was the game breaker in so many of those games to get us to that really significant milestone of, of breaking the the curse um, you know he, he when, when we used to get time on ice stats it always amazed me just how much time on ice <laughs> that that guy played in all situations too in all situations he, he probably our best penalty killer yeah he was our best power play guy our best yeah. Five on five, though. Yeah. For a, a person to not have as much speed mm-hmm. as maybe some others in the league, to not get caught out, yeah. just showed me how, how good his hockey sense was. Oh. Right place, right time, nine times yeah. out of ten. Yeah, and, and trying, you know, ridiculous moves as well. Yeah, game Because, I mean, sometimes he would pick up criticism, and it always used to drive yeah. me nuts. The people going like, oh, Hotham's giving it away. I was yeah. like, yeah, but he's also made 15 other moves this game, <laughs> yeah, and one hell. of them hasn't come off. It's not yeah. a bad, it's yeah. not a bad ratio, and he's also got two or three points on the night. So yeah. it's not a bad, you know, whatever he, he gave away, he more than made Absolutely. up. Absolutely, more than made up. Absolutely. Well, his last few games, the Devils was a, a game winner 
as you mentioned, in Belfast mm-hmm. to win the league. Yeah. And I believe the game-winning goal game in, the in the playoff, playoff final. Yeah. yeah, of course. But that that yeah. is the end of his pro career. I know yeah. he went on to a few games uh-huh. in Allen Cup hockey or whatever. Um, winning goal in the league title, winning goal in the playoffs. It's yeah. not bad, is it? Not at all. And, and probably well-deserved to sum, it, sum up a, a good uh, career. Yeah, he, he was... He was a difference maker for the Devils, um, and and just uh, you can't really describe. It. It's not really a tangible thing, but if there was a game that there are certain players that, that come onto the ice, and you know, I'm not thinking if there's any secrets. We'll we'll probably talk about Joey Martin in a bit. But when 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 there's a game on the line, there's certain players you'd always want on the ice. And for me, Andrew Hotham is someone I'd always want on the ice when when a game has to be won. Absolutely, and he is one of my two picks. So okay. now you've mentioned him, I may as well yeah. throw that one as my. And he's he's on my sheets as well. I, I thought well, it was maybe a little less obvious. So uh, there we go. Okay, so Hawkins yeah. made it. That's interesting. Well, I don't, I... yeah, he's he's made our picks, but we can debate it as if we, we can do. debate it yeah, if someone yeah. else comes out. I mean, the the one Achilles heel on Hoth, mm-hmm. I think sometimes his temperament let him down. As good as it was that. He was very robust. And I think I told the story before. We signed him as our offensive defenseman. Yeah. And we asked a question to our our good sort of sources that were you know, helping us out with a bit of references. Um, is he going to be able to handle the, the rough stuff in the British League? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, he's, he's tough. He's sneaky tough. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. You, you'll find out. You'll find out. And sure enough. I, like I can't remember him losing a fight over here. No, there was a guy no. from Fife. Fife, he fought all the time. Oh, guy, number four behind with P. I can't remember what his name was. Paquette? Possibly. Danny, yeah. No, no, no. Um, Phil Paquette. Phil Paquette. Yeah. Yeah. He fought him about three times. He and really killed him. And I don't think Phil Paquette was one of the players who made a homophobic slave. No, the no. Players no. Who made homophobic oh, he took around, that guy in Guildford yeah, to the yeah, Andrew Hotham, you very much yeah. knew that you should never Absolutely. utter those words again because yeah. that guy in Guildford. I don't think he ever lost the fight. I think Freddie's oh, right man. there. The um, humanity. But there was times, well, well I mean, we, Lord have had to tell him to stop fighting yeah. because, <laughs> like, early on, I mean, things weren't going right and he'd step up and. I love that about yeah. players that I go, go into. Um, one thing that bugs me is when a game is flat and somebody doesn't step up yes. and try and do something different, uh, you know, and try and get under the skin mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And he was doing it and we're like, hang on, you're our D-man that plays 30 yeah. minutes a night. <laughs> you know, you're the league's best D-man, you're a pointer game. We don't want you sitting out for mm-hmm. five minutes. But, you know, he would do it. I mean, there was that Coventry final where we were yeah. awful and we lost the first period 4-0 yeah. and he did a five-minute fighting penalty. He did. You don't want that in a, no. in a semi-final. That, that was his Achilles heel, but I think you've got to take the rough with the smooth. I think so. And say so he played with a lot of passion. Yeah. Um, you know, he was definitely not one to, no. to sit back. And, you know, he was, you know, looking for a spark and he would uh, he'd play old school hockey. And the more ice time he got, the better he got. Yeah, and, and yeah his, his ice time was phenomenal. It was. Just because probably the statute of limitations has passed, just to clear out why he hated me. And this was my <laughs> fault. I take full responsibility. I think it was a second year of the new ownership and we just moved into uh, what was Ice Arena Wales at the time and I think he was playing with an injury and I didn't know he was playing with an injury and I suggested his performance levels had dropped you were one of those people criticising him for the giveaway I, he's the one in 15 I, I think I think I said his performance levels had dropped um, I think it wasn't him I think and 
full respect for him, Mr. Hotham. I think it was his dad that heard that and maybe said that I had been um, saying bad things about Andrew. So he didn't speak to me for three seasons. And I remember the Mark Richardson testimonial. I was on the ice doing interviews and he was firing pucks at me. So <laughs> I we all remember that yeah. because I was on the gantry watching from afar. <laughs> um, but I hope this goes some way to make up for it. He would certainly get into my devil's team of the decade. Absolutely. And I guess one last thing on the whole thing is the stuff he did off ice as well. I think he's a big part of the You Can Play. Yeah, he, he was the instigator about us doing the You Can Play video, which was the first time I think a pro hockey team had ever mm-hmm. done yeah. that, which then led on to the Pride game, which then led on to the repeat of that and has now led to, to the weekend. So, you know, he is really the, yeah. the founder. I think Kidney Wales as well. He did a kidney, lot yeah. for Yes, he did. Yeah, he Wales. was. Yeah. Um, so, you know. For uh, for my on and off the ice. Absolutely. And congratulations, he is a, a recent father. As oh, well. is he? Yeah. yeah oh, many cool congratulations. Great name as well. Yeah. What's the name? It's uh, was it Hudson, Hudson Hawk. Hawk. Hudson yeah. Hawk. Hawk. Yeah. And I think Hawk. Triple H. Triple H. Yeah. Put that on the tweet. Yeah. yeah. And I think Hawk. I could be getting this wrong. I think Hawk was his dad's nickname in the NHL. Oh wow! Ah, oh, that's okay. a nice tribute. Hmm. And Carl Hudson, there presumably is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't want to call him crazy Carl. Yeah. So yeah. All that 1991 Bruce Willis classic Hudson Hall. Yeah. <laughs> um, Funny, your two nominations are Weller and Hotham. Uh, no, um, mine was Weller and JD's was Hotham. Oh, I thought you said oh, just I, then I, that you. Oh would... no, I yeah, I have gotten down. He's an obvious one, yeah. So your your <laughs> first defensive nomination is Hotham as well. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's why I was saying he's in. I thought. Yeah. We, yeah. I thought we were going to throw them all onto the table and debate like, them. Throw, throw some names out there. Yeah. We're planning this as we go for the, yeah. for the listeners who. Ah, who... oh, we can do that. We'll throw some more names out. Yeah, we'll throw some more names. I mean, out I there. just we'll I, I had just written one line that I wanted. That yeah. Hotham was one, and Richardson was. Well, there we go. Was the next Richardson one was my on my one. list because I if I was buying a hockey team tomorrow, yeah. my Richardson would be the first person I phoned and the first person I throw as much money out as mm-hmm. I could because for me to be as consistent as he has across so many different eras it's not just about being consistent it's about getting being better and good. better and yeah. better and better I mean you think of a league 10 years ago yeah. to where it is now now is pro- arguably the strongest it's ever been in the UK absolutely and he is still putting in absolutely class and there was a Champions Hockey League game um, oh, earlier in the season where I just Thought he was probably the best player on yeah, either side. Absolutely, and and for me and Franny with the technicalities can probably explain this better. For a guy who's not overly physical because of his size, he normally strips the puck or wins puck battles on the boards. I guess that's skating. I guess that's positioning. I guess that's hockey sense. But for someone who who doesn't necessarily throw a lot of checks to to separate, you know, the player, the puck carrier from the puck. He seems to win a lot of puck battles. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's the, the one thing he's not is physical, um, and he never has been. And early on in his career, I mean, you could, he was a young, was a young guy yeah. when he came in, and that I used to see him get knocked out of games. You take a big hit, and you know you wouldn't kind of see him for the next twenty minutes. But as he's grown, mm-hmm. he's sort of filled out a bit, and you know he takes extremely, extremely good care of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now very robust as a player. Mm-hmm way much more robust than, than he was. Um, but he doesn't get out-muscled. No, he doesn't. So he's, he's got that strength. And like you say, when he goes to into the boards to try and you know, win back that puck, he's got the noose to do that without having to knock somebody over to get it. Yeah. But he can go in, he can you know use his strength, use his ability, 
to skate away with the puck and mm -hmm. then do something very good with it very quickly. Yeah, and I think for me, and, and he was my choice alongside Hotham, and again, we're going to throw out other names in a minute, particularly a current devil who's, who's superb, but um, for me, Mark Richardson, the offensive side of his game is very underrated. He, he used to be a centre. He's played power, play time. He can, he can sort of play on that um, weak side and slip down and be the one-timer guy if, if, if he needs to. Uh, his first pass out of the zone is normally good. He skates well and, and joins the rush. So he's so good in his own zone. But I think because of the likes of Hotham and Fournier and, and, and what have you, you don't normally talk about the offensive side of his game. He can jump into the play really well. Yeah, I mean, you, you look back at his highlight reel and, you know, some of the stuff that was out there for his testimonial. And, I mean, one of my goals that jumps into my mind is that one against Sheffield mm -hmm. where I think we had four guys suspended yep. and we had guys pulled up from the yeah. ENL side and he sort of just absolutely cut through them and finished it off. And, you know, he's done that a number of times. He's got that element to his game. I would say the biggest testament testimony you can give to Mark Richardson is you look at who he played with, mm -hmm. uh, Andrew Hotham for, was it four years? Yes. Gleason Fournier for two years, yeah. and they've been the best yeah. D men in the league. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. so he's gone from you know, okay, four. Uh, we talked about Hoth and you mm -hmm. know how great he was. He always said in every interview and in every award that he yes. got, it's down to the guy playing next to me. Mm -hmm. And then when Hoth left, there was a massive hole, and I, I think we are, we are gonna mm -hmm. naturally progress across to Fawns. Um, but Fawns then jumped up to play with yep. Richie and had the a career year. Yeah. I don't think it's any coincidence. No, I don't think there is at all. So, uh, yeah, he was my... So, if, if we're throwing names on the table, I had, I had five in mind, and I'll let you guys... So, I had Hotham and Richardson were my, were my locks, and then it was Fournier, Weller, and Strachan. Okay, yeah. Yes. Strachan is, yeah, is another name uh, that I've got scribbled down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the other name that we could talk about now, or we could talk about in forwards, or we could talk about in both, is Bissonette. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I think I thought about him. It's going to sound weird. I was going to say I thought about him in the shower this morning. <laughs> uh, I thought about him while I was doing this in 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 the shower this morning. I guess for me, why I didn't put him in was just he was class, but maybe just games played, and that's probably not yeah. a fair one to I, rule I him think, out on. Yeah, but no, I think yeah, that's that's fair enough. Yeah, and I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches to have Strachanweller and Bissonnette all had NHL careers. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not even that Bissonnette stood out in that in that term. No, because you know Strachan especially had a very yeah uh, you know good NHL stint Absolutely. before he before he came to us. And I would say I think Sean Morrison will probably graduate to that. I think it's, it's time. I think you're starting to see the impact. Yeah, he's having now. Yeah, I, I think you're starting to see. Uh, he's realizing that he's got a bit more time on the pack. Mm -hmm. Uh, he realizing that his influence can, you know, come in many different yes. areas. I'm, I'm enjoying watching. Absolutely. And I think that's a. I guess we don't talk about current stuff much, but for me, I think that's why Fournier's point production is slightly down because he's not getting as much ice time because mm. Jardine and Morrison as a pairing uh, are so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to justify not giving them the ice time. Absolutely. And Fournier for me is playing you know, as well as yeah. he was last year, but he just isn't being over-reliant yeah. on. We don't talk about current things. I'm a big Sam Jardine fan. I know he had his critics <laughs> earlier in the season. I, I, think this, I think he's going he's gonna to be a... I think he'll be here for a few years, and I think he's someone who will get better every year. And I agree that Morrison-Jardine 
partnership is great and that's the last we'll say about current devil's issue uh, until the next 10 years for the next line of the decade yeah. Richardine <laughs> may well yeah be, uh, <laughs> well uh, may well make the cut yes okay so we mentioned Strax a bit I think we've glossed over Fournier mm -hmm. probably haven't done him justice you're absolutely right um so the to me, there's not been a better skating defenseman. No. Um, I mean, when if we go back to when we played uh, Zagreb in the in the preseason, who were in the KHL at the side uh, at the time. Sorry, mm -hmm. I remember thinking that out of both sides, Fournier looked the best player on the ice. Yeah, it, it was yep. incredible, and, and everyone in our organisation yep. was worried that they were going to kick him off our hands. I think Gordy Dwyer said a lot of nice things about it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. said he's the only one that can hang with their skating wise. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I honestly thought there was going to be an offer for him, and we wouldn't have stood in his way mm -hmm. because it's an opportunity to play in the KHL. And I think he probably could have because yes. he's that good a skater. Um, when Hoffman left, massive hole to fill. Who do you go out and get to fill that hole? We had the answer mm -hmm. already in the team promote Fournier up there, put him alongside Richardson, and then Fournier, I think, exceeded Huff's points total. He did, yeah. yes. Which is ridiculous. It is. I think the, the only one who was, who was bettered the points total from last year was the guy from Coventry who didn't really play all of the season on D right at the very start of the Elite League era. Oh, no, I really, really should have done my research on this before. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I think we we talked about him before. Yeah, yeah. Talked about him exactly before. Exactly. Yeah. No it wasn't Joel Poirier. No, no, no. Not Chris McNamara. No, no, no. no. He, he only. I think he only played in I that think first. He might, might played for yeah. Basingstoke as well. Possibly. And it wasn't Chartrand. Galachi. Richard Galachi. Steve no, Galachi. Steve Galachi. Richard was yeah, a good netminder. Yeah, I was going to say he had played here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd leave that bit in just to show how <laughs> I might, how informed I may put the music in as a little bit, <laughs> so it makes it look like we spent a really yeah. long time. But yeah, so no, I think Galachi's the only one. But apparently, he spent a lot of time as a forward. Yeah, and yeah. you look at the standard in the league, absolutely the difference. Oh goodness me! No, yeah, I mean Fournier was at, at one stage looking like he was going to win the scoring title. Yeah, wasn't he? yeah, you know he was he was up up for that. Yeah, what struck me last year and. I, I don't think I've noticed it as much in previous seasons is just how much power he could get into a wrist shot mm. with very little movement. Absolutely. Really, just a quick flick of the Particularly wrist. Particularly if he's playing Guildford. Yeah. Particularly if he's playing Guildford. <laughs> yeah, those coast-to-coast -coast goals yeah. and finishes against Guildford. I don't watch Guildford, but he just seems to... <laughs> Absolutely. And he's a great open ice hitter. You know, you you, yeah. you, you talk about Max Beerbray, who, who, who's a fantastic open ice hitter. I always remember Dougie McEwen being a really underrated open ice hitter. Uh, I think Gleason Fournier is a great open ice hitter and, and makes some fantastic hits. And it was the one question mark when we were looking... There was a few people we were looking at at that time to, to sign. Um... I do know a couple of the other names, but I'm not going to say. No. But they were playing in other leagues, didn't mm -hmm. go on to play in this country, but um, he was one that got thrown to us, and we looked at him, and he looked at his points total in North America. They're not fantastic. No. They, they're good, but they're not fantastic. Um, you know, he was drafted by Detroit, yeah. who at the time were the powerhouses. And have always scouted well. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. You know, good organisation for that, and he'd had a couple of seasons mm -hmm. in Grand Rapids. Um you know, our one reservation is could he handle the physical stuff? But like you say, he's he dishes it out as, yeah. as, and, and can handle it as well, oh, which really? is which is a massive bonus because 
you know, it's it's no secret the teams are going to target him because mm-hmm. he's such an offensive weapon, and you know it, he relishes that. You know, he's, up, he's up for the battle, and uh, yeah, I just I just love the way that he stepped up when Hoff went, yeah. and you know he wasn't prepared for somebody else to come in and take over no. that role. He just made it his own, and uh, yeah. people, you know, didn't really talk about Hoff. We, we just glowed about Hoff yeah. and everything that he did. Did and then in that first season that Hoff was gone, yeah. Fournier Nobody was it. really talking about him no. because Fournier did such a good, Absolutely. great job. And guys, you reference it. You can't talk about Fournier without talking about that goal against Belfast in the in the playoff final. Um, yeah. You know, again, game breaker type goal. Matt Pope does a great job getting the puck back to him, but in a in a clutch situation, that tight in on the netminder to make a Composure move. Composure to yeah. make that move in such a big game, and like you say, he was flying as well. He hasn't got a lot of time to make that move. No. I against against Beskwani. Yeah, who, who but does, I think that's what beats Beskwani. I think Beskwani gives up on the play a little bit. Yeah. Because it's got so close, and I think he's confident that he's going to make the next one before he knows it. No. There's a little poke, yeah. and yeah. it's through his five hole because you kind of I read yeah. the body language on that play. I must have watched that goal. Yeah. Countless, countless times. Yes. Yeah. And you can see the body language is. I didn't think he'd no. get it. Well, I guess the easy option was to go backhand, wouldn't it? But yeah. the, the way he takes it back to the forehand in a very tight situation. Uh, yeah, that's that's a fantastic goal. Um, I think I think he's played uh, very well again this year as well off the back of that. Yes. And now, um, yeah, maybe we do need a debate. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so do we throw any other runners in there? Strachan, yeah. I, I I reference, and I think we all reference Strachan yeah. because, um, uh, again, you know, I'm obsessed with winning the 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 league title. I thought he made a massive difference to a spark, team. He? He, he was he, the spark. He made but... a massive difference to Reddick. He, yes. You know, he, he'd uh, struggled early on, mm-hmm. maybe in establishing his role. Yeah. Strack came in, calmed him down, got him playing to a, yeah. a role that played to his strengths and, you know, and created a, an absolutely fantastic team player. And, in, and just as a Reds. shutdown player, what Sean Morrison, I think, is doing now, if, if, yeah. if, if there's a game with the Devils one goal up with six, seven minutes remaining, at the moment, you see Morrison thrown on the ice a lot with Jardine. You always saw Andrew Lord, you know, go to probably Strachan and Richardson. Yeah. Hotham would even sit out minutes because yeah. Strachan would be your shutdown guy. We always used to say, if you're training by one, last 10 minutes, Strachan yeah. time. If you need one, Hotham's going Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Okay. Um, um, Honourable mention, Tyson Marsh as well. Yes, yes Played in this era, and yeah. I think Marsh could play in any team, mm-hmm. uh, any of the Devils teams over the last few Agreed. years. Agreed, yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked about him, uh, I think, before in that, uh, you know, that first season of the new ownership. Yeah. Um, you know, as a captain, uh, as a leader, but, you know, obviously he played the, the years before mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he did have that one little wobble, but that's because he came back from injury yeah. way ahead of time because he was trying to help the team out. Probably lost a bit of confidence yeah. there. But, you know, as a absolute warrior, um, you know, he could contribute points-wise. Yeah. He could shut people down. Like as an all-round D-man, tough as nails as yeah. well. I just love the characters. I know it's weird. I love the fact he took that fight against Jansen, and he won't because it messed up his career and what have you. But the fact that he kind of knew what the code was, and he, and he felt he had to take, to take that fight. You know, he was told, you know, you don't have to take this. Yeah. You know, don't don't feel obliged and whatsoever. But he's old school. Yeah. And he doesn't hesitate. And okay, it was it was a one in a hundred finish from yeah. from Jansen, um, and. Extremely unlucky for for Marshy yeah. how that ended because on an, any other day I think that would have been an even fight yeah. and and they'd have probably tapped each other mm-hmm. and Jansen would have respected the fact that he'd yeah. gone with him which he did 
Yeah. And, you know, digressing a little bit, but, you know, Jansen was extremely concerned. He was. That, like, I, I, I love the respect of, of Jansen. You know, what a, a warrior. He, he surprised me. I thought he was going to be a bit of a cheap shot. Yes. Um, but he wasn't. He played with the absolute mm-hmm. maximum respect and, you know, the concern he had after after that yeah. fight was... Uh, no, I think that's a great shot, Tyson Marsh. But, uh, but yeah, honourable mention to Tyson Marsh. But and he's he just, the only um, permanent captain. Ah. We've talked about as well, so you've got that extra bit of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know Richardson wears the C yeah. um, in absence of, uh, of Martin at the moment, yeah. but Tyson was outright yeah. captain, which and we in, discussed before yeah. at length, didn't want it. And, in, and <laughs> in, in the bad year that we don't talk about, he he won player of the year that year. He was exceptional. So he came back for a second season. You know, Franny and I have discussed it before. The fans were a bit because he, he had in his first season played with injury. Oh, is this the right decision? And during a very, very difficult um, year, he was absolutely exceptional. So, so yeah, we need we need a, a final two. We need a final I'll, pairing. I'll put my cards on the table. It's Hoth and Richardson for me. <clears throat> I know mean, something I had written down, but. So I'm I'm happy to take Weller off the table on the basis that he didn't play a full season. No. So we're talking team of the decade. Mm-hmm. Um, he played probably three quarters of, or two thirds yeah, of the season. It was, it was it was early November. And wasn't then it? when you compare that to Hotham, who what, had four years with yeah. us, Richie is ten years. You know, yeah. He's played the whole decade, didn't he? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah I might have to be enemy now. I mean. I can't believe I'm not putting Fournier in my lineup. I, I was going to say, and I mean, that, that really hurt if, me this if you morning. Can't, but you can't find a spot for Fournier, then it just goes to show you. Yeah, we've been blessed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it hurts me that I, because I love, I love the way Gleason Fournier skates, but I couldn't leave Mark Richardson no. out of my team or out and of my I'm, line. And I'm hoping that Fawns, um stays with us till the end of his career, and he can be in the team of the next absolutely. decade. Absolutely. Yep. So yeah. are we saying Richardson Hotham? I don't Richardson know Hotham, four years, yeah. successful years. Two league titles. Yeah. Let's go. Lock him in. Yeah. So Bounds, Richardson Hotham. So yeah. at the moment we've got the, got the skeleton of uh, <laughs> <laughs> the two league winning teams. Okay. 